Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Let's get some people on now who know a little bit more than Dan and myself about movies and television. As it is the festive season, we're talking about new TV shows, new movies at this time of year. On HBO Asia right now, there is the original horror anthology series, Folklore, coming into its second season. The new six-episode season is now showing on HBO Go and HBO, and a new episode will debut every Sunday at the same time. So I am delighted to say that this very weekend, Dan, the Singaporean episode, The Excursion, debuts on HBO, HBO Go, 10 p.m. Sunday night, and we're joined now by the director, Nicole Midori Woodford, and the showrunner himself, Eric Koo. Hello to both of you. Good morning, guys. Morning. Good morning. to see you. Thanks for having us. No, thank you for joining us on this uh, early Saturday morning. Eric, as the showrunner, let's start with you. For the benefit of anyone who's coming to this series fresh for the first time, it is the second season of Folklore. Give us an overview of what the series is about and what we can expect from season two. Yeah, well, you know, I've always been a big fan of Twilight Zone. And, you know, I grew up on a whole diet of just horror flicks because my mom was a horror cinephile. So at the age of about seven, she dragged me to see these four o'clock shows of Linda Blair with a hit twisting round and round. But the film that really scared the hell out of me was, I think, either Cambodian or a Thai horror film with this girl with a lot of snakes coming out of her stomach. And I've always been intrigued with Asian folklore because the stories around our neighborhood are really, really scary. And so when uh, HBO approached me some years ago and said, do you have an idea for a series? I said, why don't we do something about all these famous ghouls, you know, from the region, whether a Pontianak or a baby ghost like a Toyo. And um, we were fortunate that the, the series did pretty well. And I got to collaborate with wonderful filmmakers from the region. And then I thought, okay, for season two, why don't we try a bit of superstition, uh, rituals, you know, uh, possession, the seventh month. And that leads me to Nicole, you know, who had this incredible idea for a series episode um, <clears throat> dealing with the seventh month and, and the departed child. Okay, well, let's jump straight into that, Nicole. I was going to ask you, what is your episode about and, and what attracted you to the project in the first place? I think uh, when, you know, when it started, uh, I, I remember it was a conversation I had with Eric and I was sharing with him about these superstitions around beaches of Singapore. And I was inspired to come up with an idea for, uh, you know, an episode. And I pitched it to him because I was on one of the islands, you know, Singapore was surrounded by islands and mm. we have a lot of beaches and there's a lot of these histories around our beaches. And I remember one of the locals on Pulau Ubin, he was telling me that don't go near the, the this shore during seven months because there's a lot of malevolent spirits that would gather around there and they would drag you away. <laughs> So I, I like the idea of that Singapore's kind of in this state where we're an island, almost like in a limbo, where there are a lot of these spirits of our past being trapped on the beaches. So, but then I was also very inspired by filmmakers like Jennifer Kent, uh, who did Babadook, for example, and the idea of grief and loss also combined with this superstitions around Hungry Ghost Festival, as well as the, the beaches of Singapore. So that, that gave birth to the idea for the excursion. 
And it's perfect timing because, as I mentioned right at the start, I believe your episode premieres this Sunday, uh, December the 19th, on HBO and HBO Go at 10 p.m. Fantastic. The Singaporean episode. It's called The Excursion. Without giving away, you know, obviously plot spoilers and everything, Nicole, I mean, how much are you willing to give away uh, uh, about the episode and what it's about? Um, yeah, because my episode has not aired yet, so I have to be kind of a little bit careful about of course. what I give away. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it centers around a family that's dealing with uh, some sort of trauma, and, you know, a lot of it takes place um, at a beach, and there's, uh, you know, a lot of these very intricate sequences involving our main actress, uh, Mindy, and, you know, I had a great time working with her. She... She's a mother herself, so she brought a lot of her own personal emotions to to the episode. Um, what I can give away is that you know there's there's a lot of uh, sequences about um, you know the sense of uh, your dream and your dream kind of takes over reality, and then it kind of becomes this psychological uh, horror piece that reveals to us what is haunting the mom. Yeah, and you know, I think that is also the part of the tragedy and also the horror that draws you into my episode. So I can't wait for the audiences to enjoy the excursion. Fantastic! All right, so I actually have a question for the both of you, and I like to ask: so, how hard was it during the decision process in narrowing down the stories and the filmmakers? Because I mean, like all across Asia, we we did. I mean, like what you said earlier, we do share a lot of folklore across the generations, right? So what went through the process of it? Well, you know, having worked with HBO for season one, right? I mean, there were the Asian directors that were full on board. So naturally with season two, I mean, I knew already in my mind's eye who I wanted to approach. And Nicole was definitely one of the girls, you know, that I, I felt strongly for because I had seen a short film that she did that was very tender and yet um, it, it, was, it was a supernatural short film. Um, and also with Seiko Matsuda because she had told me a personal encounter that she had um, some years ago. And <clears throat> I knew the directors. And, and then basically, I mean, in our conversations, we were all very like, uh, with Eric Marty from the Philippines, interested to do something about light magic, you know. And I think in Asia, there are a lot of different types of rituals, whether it's going to be Taoist from Taiwan, or you have, you know, Indonesian slant on things. So um, it was actually very easy. And the great thing is, you know, working with the creative people from HBO Asia, they are also pretty much with us on the same page. And I think the most important thing, right, is that if we get these individual directors from the different countries, we have to respect their style and their approach to directing it. And I can't be the nanny, you know, and go and say, do it this way, that way. But, you know, I think what is very important is to work on the script and have something that we're all comfortable with. And then they're on their own. And for us, it was a little tricky putting, you know, this season together because of COVID-19. Right. So you have countries that, you know, and ultimately you have the release date timeline that, you know, Nicole's episode is going to play on Sunday. Right. And uh, it was a bit nerve wracking at times, but all in all, it went pretty smooth. Eric, you've been such a torchbearer for local cinema for so long now. I mean, you've got the classic Meepok Man, one of my favourite movies, <laughs> over your shoulder. Twelve, you. 12 Stories was actually one of the first movies with my good right. old friend Coburn Pin in, in Singapore. Uh, you've done it for so long. And I love the fact about this folklore series generally that you seem, and I'm assuming it's you and HBO Asia's mantra that you want local stories told by locals. Yes. You know, local stories yes. with local directors, regional directors. 
you know, what you seem to be very passionate about that. Where, where does that come from? Is it just a case of it's time? And also added to that, more female directors as well. Yeah. I mean, when, when the head of HBO back then approached me and I said, look, I want to do this series, but I have a condition. It cannot be in English. Hmm. Right. It has to be in mother tongue because if you have the Korean episode and they're speaking English, forget about it. I mean, it'd be like, you know, a dub thing that you watch on Netflix. So I wanted that sincerity. And, and I think really our cultures are very strong, you know. And in that sense, you know, I, I just had to say, look, let's come up with a, a very clear vision. And that, you know, all the, I mean, like our Japanese episode for season one dealt with the hay spirit, right? The Japanese believe in a hay spirit that ultimately becomes... Um, like the tatami floor, and it's it's a haunted tatami floor. Well, which other Asian country would have some you know folklore like that? Mm. And then it had to be in Japanese, right? So um, I'm developing other projects, but I've always liked the idea of, of working with Asia because I'm a big fan of Asian cinema, and there are some wonderful films coming out of Indonesia, like Joko Anwar, you know. And um, <clears throat> I think uh, it's time really for us to all get into bed together. And to do things together, you know, it's, you could have a Filipino DP, you could have Indonesian writer, you could have, you know, a Japanese Korean actor, whatever. Thailand, Thailand is incredible. If you watch the stuff coming out of Thailand and horror, I, I'm, I'm talking to some of the horror directors like Ban Jung and all that, and you know, they were doing it like years ago with Shutter, right? And you have all these films that are then sort of translated or or reworked really into American shows, right? I mean, uh, they've got something going and. And I think, yeah, I mean, Singapore has the advantage because, you know, uh, we're right there, this little dot that, you know, can sort of branch out and work with our neighbors. And especially with, you know, Warner Media being in, in Asia, you've got, you know, a lot of big companies here, I mean, as in Singapore office, which which helps us, you know. And I, and I seriously feel also moving forward, um, OTT is very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. So independent cinema, you know, I mean, and, and I think with COVID, what happened was a lot of people from all over the world realized that, okay, there's cinema from different parts of the world and um that's something that's that's a positive sign for you know us independent filmmakers do you guys have any other personal favorites of these horror stories like anything that kind of scares you or even at this age yeah that snake film i talked about when i was about seven years old whether it's cambodian thai whatever with a lot of snakes come out of the lady's stomach that that really freaked me out but i think japanese supernatural it would be the nakata film after the ring a dark water. Right, right, right. I've always seen dark water, but that, that's really, yeah. really spooky. And what about that's you, Nicole? What, what about you, Nicole? Yeah, actually, Eric just named one of my favorite horror films. Dark Water is really great. Um, it's very good intention building as well. But I think growing up, I was actually into reading um, these sort of trashy local horror stories, the true Singapore ghost stories. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember these. Cool. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so I remember reading, I was thinking, like, as a kid, like, is this real? <laughs> but somehow you, I think the thing about Asian folklore, Asian horror, is that it sticks with you. It's it's kind of different from Western horror. It's kind of more primal. And I remember reading about a story where there was this, I think it was a toyo, and it was attracted to the blood from a woman's, like, okay. I know, I know the, the story you're, you're talking about. It's yeah. something dirty, dirty angel or something, right? It's written by yeah. David Finn. And it's in the collection oh, okay. of called Classic Horror Stories Volume 2. And I did the illustration for that book. Oh. And this <laughs> man was based on One Last Cold Tears 
about a mortuary attendant falling in love with a cadaver and brings her home. That became Me Pop Man. Um, so that's the same book. Here's oh, wow. Nathan, who unfortunately has passed away. Wow, that's extraordinary. I mean, just on that, you know, the horror genre, this is a question for both of you, really. Maybe Nicole can go first. I mean, why is horror so popular right now? I mean, the obvious thing, you, you look at the Bloomhouse productions, they do very well, low budgets, they have great box office returns. The obvious question, answer would probably be they're lower budgeted to begin with, perhaps, than some other movies. But there's no doubt that horror gen- generally is going through a real renaissance, both in the region and in Hollywood as well. Why do you think that is uh, Nicole first and then Eric? I think something about the horror genre, it brings out the these emotions in you that kind of unites the audience because, you know, some people like romance, some people like comedy, some people like action. But when somehow you kind of have this intrigue, and I think as a filmmaker and as an audience member myself before that i used to be scared of horror <laughs> then i went through a phase where i started to get really intrigued obsessed i'll watch you know although sometimes it would really haunt me like i remember the wailing for example the korean film the wailing is a really good horror film and i couldn't sleep for three nights after that um and i think that's something about this intrigue that the audiences are drawn to I, i'm not sure if it's just the the, the, the low budget I mean, I think some of the Hollywood productions are really high budget, but I think it's really about the the intrigue, <laughs> the the fact that you go through this whole roller coaster emotions. That I think that's why the horror genre is so popular. And Eric, you know, I mean, you know, well, when cinema started, right? I mean, Nosferatu, horror, Universal monster movies, all that. And I think, like, we look at Asia now. Asia's coming a lot of good horror content because. We all believe, we're all superstitious. I mean, we talk to a tire, you into white magic or black magic, right? But it's a consistent. And through the decades, horror always has been strong. But I guess off late also with Blumhouse, to do a film that's like a million bucks and then gross 90 million at the box office, fantastic returns. And I think with different cultures and different countries, we're all like interested to see the horror of a foreign land, whether it's French horror, you know, or even... You know, I mean, horror is, is a big term, but the, the one horror that I truly, really like is paranormal. Right, right, right. Like, there's an incredible Spanish film called The Orphanage. Mm. I don't know whether you guys have seen it. I know it, yeah. It's, it's spooky, tender, and wonderful. Well, that just ties it in very nicely to our final question for both of you. Maybe Nicole first. It is the holiday season. It's been the theme of our show today. What is your go-to movie or TV series during the holiday season? Nicole first and then Eric. I think it depends on which year it is, but um, I feel like a classic that I always like to watch during Christmas is Edward Scissorhands uh, by Tim Burton. Yeah, always puts me in the mood for Christmas and... (laughs) I really like the, the, the gothic tone that Tim Burton does. So, yeah, Great that's film. my go-to. Great film. Uh, and you, Eric, finally. Okay. There are three films that are wonderful, okay? There's The Rescue, about the, the Thai kids stuck in a cave, the documentary. There's Lamb, I don't know whether it's still showing, a small little uh, European film, and Spider-Man, which I just saw. Was it good? I haven't seen it yet. Absolutely fantastic. Wow. You know, I, I went with my family, we were crying, we were laughing, but, you know, for me, it's really... Because Spider-Man's my, my favorite superhero, and you've, you've got everything from Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 1, to, you know, the Tom Holland series. It's, it's incredible. Brilliant. Great tips for the holiday season. Thank you both so much indeed. Their new episode, their Singaporean episode, The Excursion, Series 2 of Folklore, debuts this Sunday at 10 p.m. on HBO and HBO 
go. Nicole and Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you, guys. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.